Morning prayer begins on page three. The Lord it is in his holy temple that all the earth keeps silence before him. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 124 on page 504. If the Lord himself had not been on our side, now may Israel say, if the Lord himself had not been on our side when men rose up against us, swallowed us up alive when they were so wrathfully displeased at us yea the waters had drowned us and the stream had gone over our soul the deep waters of the proud had gone even over our soul but praise be the lord who hath not given us over for a prey unto their teeth our soul is escaped even as a bird out of the snare of the fowler the snare is broken and we are delivered our help standeth in the name of the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. Psalm 128 Blessed are all they that fear the Lord, and walk in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labors, O well is thee, and happy shalt thou be. Thy wife shall be as the fruitful vine upon the walls of thine house. Thy children like the olive branches round about thy table. Lo, thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord from out of Zion shall so bless thee, that thou shalt see Jerusalem in prosperity all thy life long. Yea, that thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. Beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the book of Joel. The word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, you elders, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it. Let your children tell their children and their children another generation. What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. 
what the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten, and what the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. Awake, you drunkards, and weep, and wail, all you drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it has been cut off from your mouth. For a nation has been strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it away. Its branches are made white. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The grain offering and the wine is dried up, oil fails. Be ashamed, you farmers, wail, you vine dressers, for the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field has perished, the vine has dried up, and the fig tree has withered, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, all the trees of the field are withered, surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. Gird yourselves and lament, you priests, wail, you who minister before the altar, Come, lie all night in sackcloth, you who minister to my God. Bring the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. Consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut off before our eyes, joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seed shrivels under the clods, storehouses are in shambles, barns are broken down, for the grain, how the animals groan, the herds of cattle are restless because they have no pasture, even the flocks of sheep suffer punishment. O Lord, to you I cry out. For fire has devoured the open pastures, and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field also cry out to you, for the water brooks are dried up, and fire has devoured the open pastures. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus asks on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Begins the second epistle of St. Peter. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained, like precious faith with us, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness 
through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet in the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen.
O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We are in the week before Advent. Yes, it was a Sunday next before Advent, and, and the tone of our lessons kind of amount to making this kind of an extra week of Advent thematically. Uh, the lessons are um, uh, sort of focused on calling us to, to greater diligence. And um, Joel, the, the uh, Old Testament lesson, talks about uh, the day of the Lord coming, and there's really two images used. One is the locust plague, these different kinds of locusts have eaten everything, but it seems also to refer to an army. So there's also a, a military threat and also a kind of devastation of, of the crops. So um, Israel is in a bad place, but it's actually uh, significant that the focus is really on the worship in Jerusalem because it makes a number of mentions to the, the offering being cut off. That is, there's not enough grain to bring the offering to the temple to make an offering to God. So worship has been interrupted. So the, the gist of the message centers around the Jerusalem temple and the worship of God. Um, no one knows for certain when Joel is written. Some want to make it uh, an, a post-exilic book, you know, after Israel goes into Babylon and come back and rebuild the temple as the languishing of the the fate of the nation is in that period of time, that this is when this is uh, set. Some uh, want to put it back actually uh, several hundred years before that, maybe in the 800s, which just goes to show you, you can't really tell when it was written. But it has a significant message that this um, plague, which is both, you know, the locusts and also a threat from, from an army invading, um, that Joel... Uh, says, proclaim a fast, turn to God. Um, this is a, an a epistle we have actually for um, the beginning of Lent, a, a, a section from Joel that calls uh, God's people to fast in the light of these things that have come upon them. And the notable thing in Joel is that it, it goes on, will tell us that the fast is going to, as it says, work. Um, God's going to change his mind and bring a blessing instead of um, of the current curse and destruction. And one of the notable things about Joel is that it has a prophecy of Pentecost that St. Peter quotes on, on Pentecost in Acts, that it, it'll come to pass afterward that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And so there's this, um, 
and and God he is going to restore all that he has taken away that's all been eaten by the locust and so there's um this barrenness uh, that Joel um proclaims that is the situation calls for a fast people turning wholeheartedly to God and the result will be a fruitfulness that God will pour out a spirit and restore the fortunes and this kind of ties us in thematically then to the beginning of of uh, uh, second peter uh the, these opening verses um because also talks about fruitfulness uh only talks about it in terms of the interior life and virtue that um that and this is one way we understand the uh, the language of fruitfulness in joel it's all about exterior things crops growing um outward prosperity in peter it is inward um virtue that uh and we're to give for this reason giving all diligence and to add to your faith these various characteristics um virtue knowledge self-control perseverance godliness kindness love and he says if these things abound you won't you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ and one of the a, a, a significant verses verse four when he says that we've been given these exceeding great and precious promises that we are partakers of the divine nature and this refers to the gift of the spirit the baptismal gift through which we come to participate in in god's very nature and and by this we escape the corruption is in the world through lust and we should note that this word lust is not is not in its uh original form here a distinctly sexual word it's a it's a word that refers to desire and we think of disordered desire uh, that's the corruption the disordered desire is where where we have our mind set on that which is not from god we go right back to the garden here where you know eve saw that the tree was good for food and de desirable to make one wise that's that desire that takes one's mind off of god and the notable thing about that disordered desire is it becomes unfruitful we follow it and it gives us some immediate satisfaction but ultimately ends in the kind of barrenness that joel is describing in his epistle and we when we're back connected to god so the original sin um occasion by disordered desire causes a separation between humanity and god and that's restored in christ through the gift of the spirit and now our desires can be reordered and this is what really when we talk about repentance and advent will be a season of of repenting and getting ready for us to have things we want it's that our desires are disordered and when we follow them they result in us getting things that are not good and so repentance is to, is to say no to that which is not of god and reorder our desire towards god and the idea of fruitfulness sometimes is, is important to understand that um because all this language of um working one's way to salvation creeps in sometimes in language in our culture but when we're connected to god in christ the gift of the spirit um the labor of prayer that we carry out is no longer merely human labor but we can labor in christ in the spirit by ourselves this could not take place but we can labor do the work of prayer in the spirit 
And this will produce these interior virtues that Peter talks about and make our lives fruitful. And this is why prayer is the foundation and beginning of the Christian life, because if we become disconnected from God and Christ of the Spirit, our lives become unfruitful. They become, we go off on our own. And, you know, and, and so it's always why we first thing renew when we're renewing ourselves in, the, in spiritual life is our prayer. Always begin by being connected to God. And out of that prayer, the things we do can become fruitful. We can be neither barren nor unfruitful. And so there's a, it is a sort of cooperative venture that we, we give ourselves to God and we receive the spirit that makes our lives fruitful and we inherit uh, the kind of blessings that Joel will mention throughout his epistle, uh, the restoring of fruitfulness to our lives that we lose when we drift away from God in, into disobedience and disordered desire. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. Thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. We pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all in prayer this morning. Have a great beginning of the week. Peace. Thank you for the lesson on Joel. Yes. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Bishop Scarlett. <laughs> Bye, kiddos. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day.